and thank you for joining us again for this week's podcast. My name is Josie Cawthon, and I am your host. Today, we get to talk to Heather and Jordan. They are parents to three beautiful children, two boys and a little girl, and they're going to share their experience going through uh, their first baby, second baby, and third baby. She had all her babies at home, and um, with the last one, she decided that she would like to try to have a doula support her. And I'm excited for you guys to hear her story. Let's give it a listen. joining us today. Today we have a wonderful couple, Heather and Jordan. They have three beautiful children and we're just going to talk about her labors and her births. So welcome Heather and Jordan. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having us. Happy that you're here. Um, so tell me a little bit about you guys. Just how did you guys meet? Let's go back that far. <laughs> That's funny. We met at a Spurs game. Jordan um, was our waiter. My dad had season tickets with some buddies in the first row, so I got to sit down there a couple times. He was our waiter, and my mom was like, oh, this guy is so cute. And I was really young, like 18 at the time. I was like, yeah, he is blushing the whole time. Um, my dad has a really crazy personality, so he decided to give Jordan my number. He was oh. like, my daughter needs a girlfriend. You know, what dad does that? Just my dad. Yeah, I thought that was awkward. I was 25 at the time. I oh, was wow. like, do you know how old I am? Are you sure? I was like 25 for And he said, well, I'm 11 years older than my wife, so no big deal. Like, Okay, right, okay. That's kind of how it started. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Dad's approval right away. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so how long before you started thinking about planning a family? A long time, because we dated... Three years? Three, three, four years? Three, four years. So we were engaged for a year and a half. I wanted to get through college, and then we were married for, I believe, four years before we started. Yeah. Yeah, I was... 29 when we got married and 34 when we had our first child. So, yeah, I guess and we didn't really plan the first one. I don't think it wasn't like, oh, we're actively. We yeah, not completely. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so was it a surprise or a little like bit. not avoiding I mean, it, but not? Yeah. Okay. That, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That's I was 26 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back, I'm really glad I did have a baby at that time. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that because I had a baby young too. I didn't feel like I was young at the time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, looking back, I just, I didn't want to be older having kids. I think that's completely fine, but I'm just always so exhausted with them. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I have more energy now than I will when I'm older. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt the same. No, no, no. I Well, honestly, ours wasn't planned the first one either, kind of right away. But looking back, right, because we have seven children, and my last one, they're 20, first and last are 20 years apart. And it is very different. Like, your energy level is different. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that for me, yes, I was, of course, you know, you're energetic, and you can do so much, and your body does bounce back a lot quicker mm-hmm. when you're younger. Um, but having a baby at my last one at 41 she kept me younger like I had to keep up and that was a benefit as well but there is there is a difference in your energy level not that you can't do it equally well Mm -hmm. but there is a difference and and I kind of agree okay starting and that's not even that young because I was 21 yeah 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 Yeah, I wasn't thinking I was that young but Mm -hmm. um maybe like today the modern age, yeah. You're right. They're waiting and waiting. Longer. They are. You're right. It really um, are a uh, more common age mom that comes to us in our business. They're in their early 30s. Okay. And that's more normal than not yeah. for us. So people are waiting. Okay. So share a little bit more about like that pregnancy. How did that go for you? Well, first pregnancy, that was... Probably my best one, I'd say. I don't know if it was because I was younger. I'm not sure. Actually, it's probably because I didn't have other kids around me. (laughs) So I could completely rest whenever I wanted to. My work was um, 
it just wasn't full time. It was kind of odds and ends job. So mm -hmm. I did have a lot of that rest time. I could just kind of enjoy the pregnancy. I was always reading up like, oh, your baby's five weeks. Yeah. This is the development mm -hmm. now. And so I just mm -hmm. really enjoyed that pregnancy. I've enjoyed all of them. But mm -hmm. I just really, really remember that one. You know, it's your first and it's mm -hmm. exciting. Mm -hmm. And yeah, thankfully I've had pretty good pregnancies. I, I find that I struggle more postpartum than through the pregnancy. I, I think it's a combination of like all those hormones. My body just likes all the hormones. Yes. I feel really good. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I like being pregnant. And yeah, that was good. Oh, okay. That's mm -hmm. funny because some, some women don't really enjoy being pregnant. Right. Um, but some women like they, I know my sister did the same. She literally glowed. Yeah. Like her face is always just so pink and like she looked refreshed, which yeah. is kind of, kind of <laughs> not what we expect. Right, and you're like being drained at the same time yeah. with all your nutrients and everything. Yeah, so she did really well. So you enjoyed your pregnancy. I do, yes. So they were pretty uneventful as far as like any complications. How about morning sickness? Yeah, I get a little bit of morning sickness at the beginning for sure, but I mean... Compared to what I've heard from some girls, I'm like, okay, I need to count my blessings. It's mm -hmm. not that bad. I've never thrown up. Um, you know, just that I kind of feel like hungover and a little bit nauseous, and but that's it. Just kind of blah. Mm -hmm. She did have some food cravings. Oh, like what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we had one funny story. Okay. So there was a night she wanted some Tex-Mex, basically. This was in my first pregnancy at the very end. Okay. And so she was hungry, and we went to a Taco Cabana. Okay. And we're in the drive-thru, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's not her, her typical deal. It's true. But she um, she wanted a chalupa. Oh. And I wanted there, a chalupa, and I wanted nothing else. And nothing else. I just wanted this chalupa. So I had ordered, what I, I forget what I even ordered, but I ordered, and I'm waiting for her, and she's like, I want a chalupa. And the guys behind her are like, we don't have chalupas. Like, oh, no, you do. Oh, and I'm just looking at her. And next thing I know, they're like, no, ma'am, we don't. And she's like, down in San Antonio, you do. Because at the time, we lived in Dallas. And, well, needless to say, ended up, uh, she went inside. So no, she did I, I canceled my order at that point. So I was like, don't worry about mine, guys. And she went inside to argue with them that they did make chalupas. Yeah, we left. Argue her. is a strong word. <laughs> that was my first experience with Heather and that pregnant, the woman pregnancy that they talk about getting a little. And I, it was so funny in hindsight. At the time, I was hungry. And I was like, well, I'm not eating there. I don't know what they're going to do to my food. Oh, my gosh. And she gave them an earful. I, like, waddled we, inside. And I'm like, this is crazy. They all came person. to the front to see who yeah, it was like yelling over the. I was like, you guys make chalupas. Let me explain how you do it. Can you just make it outside your house? Needless to say, we left without a chalupa. Oh, no. <laughs> but those, we had a story for a long yeah, time. That was awesome. You know, those cravings are crazy. I, I didn't have many, but I remember, I want to share this because I think it's pretty funny. We were living in New Jersey, and Hostess used to make this lemon pie. Have you ever had them? No. It's kind of like, it's not even great, but it was, it's like a, a pastry, not like a sugary anything. Kind of like a pastry and then this wonderful lemon filling and then the top. And that's pretty much it. And I used to get them for my lunch boxes when I was a kid. And I just remember just thinking about it when I woke up and just like, like I felt like I need to find this. <laughs> it was funny. And I dropped my son off at school and I went to like a local... It's called a Wawa in, in the Northeast, but it's kind of like um, Valero here. And I'm just like, and the guy looked at me and he said, I was so pregnant. I was like nine months pregnant. He goes, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I was like, the lemon pie. He goes, right over there. And he just went along with me. It was the sweetest thing. That is so sweet. Because he was a kid, but I thought that was funny. Those cravings are crazy. It's kind of weird, but. I was like, he worked with you, though. He helped yes. you. I didn't have that same experience. <laughs> I know. I know. What a shame. Yeah. So did you go home and make one? Or? Oh, I'm trying to remember. What did we do? I forgot. I might have made it, but I also might have not had the ingredients, so that's why I was so frustrated. Oh, yeah. The frustration is like, what it is. want it in that moment, and then two hours later, you're like, don't want it anymore. You want yeah. something completely different, and so it's so true. frustrating. So true. Oh, so much fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Your your um your pregnancy was great with that one. Now tell me about like how because it's your first baby. How did labor start? 
and just share a little bit about that. Yeah, with that one, my I was two or three days past my due date and just getting frustrated because over being pregnant mm-hmm. and it's not even that far past my due date, but uh, my water broke okay. in the evening mm-hmm. and I was so excited and it was like a gush. I mean, I was like trying not to slip everywhere. Um, so yeah, my water broke. I contacted my midwife and she's like, okay, we need to, you know, pay attention to these signs the next you know, 12, 24 hours or probably start having contractions. It just happened that I was meeting her the next morning for one of our appointments and she ended up checking me and I was like not dilated at all. So she was like, you're not going to have this baby for like at least another 24 hours or even start contractions, whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just don't feel that way. I don't know. It seems more imminent to me for some reason. Mm -hmm. And in the same office was the chiropractor that I had been using. And so she was like, you should go see him, you know, just get an an adjustment right before. So I did. And during the adjustment, I had a really strong contraction. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it like stimulated something or Mm -hmm. what. Mm -hmm. And then Jordan and I ended up going to the grocery store next door. He was like, we're about to have a baby. We need to go grocery shopping right now. <laughs> she needs food. Yeah, I was like, okay. Well, I mean, I'm supposed to be, like, walking around, so let's do it. So he's getting the groceries. It was, like, a complete blur to me. I'm, like, leaning over the grocery cart in pain. Wow. I was having contractions, but it was my first baby, so I didn't really know what was going on. I was just like, oh, I don't feel that great. <laughs> We go home. I remember laying in bed. I'm like, Jordan, I just do not feel good. He's like, Heather, you're fine. Your midwife said you're not going to have a baby for like 24 hours. I'm just going to go to my office and work on some work. Let me know if you need me. And I'm like, no, I think I need you. He's just like, eh. Well, I think I decided I'm going to have a beer, too. I was like, you know, it's not happening for a day or two. I'm going to drink a beer. I wasn't going to add that in, but since you added (laughs) it, yes. He was really We ended up playing into the night because we ended up staying up all night. I was like, I could have gone without the beer. Yeah, so I'm just in bed not feeling great, kind of tossing and turning. And thankfully, my midwife called me and she was like, I just want to check in on you. And so I start talking and I'm struggling to talk to her. And she's over there like counting like when I can't speak and everything. She was like, I'm coming over right now. Wow. I was like, I'm fine. That's very mean. I'm like, you know, Jordan told me to relax. So she's like, yeah, no, I'm coming. Okay. She was there, and I don't know, like an hour later or so with another midwife. Um, or maybe the second midwife came a little later. Definitely was a blur. I think she um, came slightly later, yeah. Okay, yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, no, you're about to have this baby. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Okay, so let's pause right there for a second. So you're having this baby at home. Yes. So this is your first baby. What mm-hmm. what kind of conversations that you guys have that made this decision to have an outside of hospital birth? Because yeah. that was the norm. <clears throat> that was mostly Heather. Mm-hmm. I, my, my mother had had hospital births, mm-hmm. so I didn't think anything of it. But she seemed so confident that this was the way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm not having the baby. Who am I to question? <laughs> I was just worried about the safety of it. Right. And after meeting with the midwife and realizing this is actually more common than I realized, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, this That's is probably awesome. how they did it back in the day. I don't mm-hmm. think there was hospitals and all you're these right. drugs to numb people up, right? You're right. So, you're right. Absolutely. I was so thankful that he was supportive because I've heard from many, like, the husband's not supportive. And I would be so discouraged if that was the case. So I was really thankful for that. Um, yeah, I'll go back to that for a minute. So it started with my mom. My mom, she had me in a hospital, epidural, the whole um, typical process. This was in the early 90s. And she just kept changing with each pregnancy. So mine was like the most, you know, typical hospital birth. And she said that the doctors took me away right away. She wasn't even able to hold me and everything. And I'm like, how did you let them do that, mom? Like, it must be damaged for life because of that. (laughs) That's why. Yes. And then with her second birth, she still had baby in the hospital with a doctor. And I was, um, we're all about five years apart. So I was at that birth. I vividly remember I was around four and a half and I'm in the hospital room and she's just kind of tossing and turning with a bit of pain. And she tells the doctor, oh, I want to lay on my left side. And he's like, no, you have to lay on your back. 
She's like, no, this this feels so much better. And he was just like so strong and forceful. Mm. And that memory is just so strong in my mind still. I ended up crying because I was like, my mom knows what she wants and you won't listen to her. So my grandma ended up taking me out of the room. So I wasn't there for the rest of the birth because of that. But that has always stuck with me. I, remember, I just was really angry from that, that moment. That injustice right at that yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then, so for her third baby, um, she was in the hospital again, but she had a midwife. And it was such a better experience. No epidural. And she just loved it. Were you there for that one? As well? I was. And okay. I was nine at the time. Oh, wow. Okay. And so... Yeah, I got to witness everything. I saw my sister being born, and I was able to talk to my sister right afterwards. Oh, and it was just such a cool experience. And I was like, ooh, like, if my mom can do this, I can do this when mm -hmm. I'm older, you know? Like, it looked painful, but she got through it. Wow. And so that gave me a lot of confidence. I had a best friend at the time when I was pregnant who had just had a natural birth. And so she I was able to talk to her about some concerns and mm -hmm. just hearing that she had gone through it and all. I just felt more confident that I could do it too. That's awesome. And so that was kind of how it started. And then I just started researching and I was like, yeah, you know what? Our bodies are made to do this. That's how God made our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I've always felt like less is more. So less um, things you're bringing in, mm -hmm. you're more likely to have a healthy, good outcome. Of yes. course, there's always things that can happen, but mm -hmm. I just felt like, yeah, less was more in this situation. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of what stirred me on. I love that. I love, because not everybody gets to, you know, go in, think about, you know, in the 90s, it was kind of really open-minded to have our children in the hospital for birth, too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I, I do want to reflect back on your confidence in her, because like your friends, I see a lot of dads who are like, you know, at least for the first one, just in case something goes wrong. Right. We have everything we need. And so even if she's 100%, this is exactly what I want. If a dad is having some sort of doubt, it does reflect on the mom. So it mm -hmm. can mess with her confidence. That's true. And yeah. so because if he's 100% supporting you, then you feel more confident, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But if he has a little bit of doubt... Right when it's getting tough, that little doubt's going to come right back into you. Yes, and then yes. he could just say something not intentionally that brings a little doubt in, and then you're just gone. You're like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? Oh, right, is this right? right? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> okay, so they came in, and did they check you right away? She did, and that's when she was like, you're about to have this baby. I, uh, I'm pretty sure I was a four when she checked me at that moment. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I just remember my contractions being back-to-back. -back, and then she checked me again 45 minutes later, mm -hmm. and I was a nine, I believe. Whoa. And she was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and all of my pregnancies have been like that. That, like, middle, late stage, I mm -hmm. go crazy fast, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. Mm -hmm. but That's a blessing. That's awesome. It, yeah. It's, like, intense for a moment, but I think it is such a blessing in that. I don't want to be in contractions for that long, you know. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be like this for days. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, he started coming pretty quickly. <laughs> I did push with my first for two and a half hours, so that was the okay. hardest part was not the contractions, because they were over pretty quickly, but the pushing mm -hmm. with it being so long. And I think that had something to do with, so the first pregnancy, I was obviously unpracticed. <laughs> so we had the birth tub and everything. Mm -hmm. I... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get this thing going. She, the the midwife came in and said, get the tub going. I remember I ended up turning on the water. I think the hose, I had it in the thing. It ended up spraying oh, in the no. house. <laughs> and I didn't have the right temperature. And she just missed me pretty quick. She's like, just, just forget about it. Oh, no. And so we ended up not using the birth tub. And I think that played a factor in the first one because she ended up having her child, or Asher, our child, on on a, on a what looked like a little chair in the mm -hmm. bathroom. And it looked... Uh. A birthing Uncomfortable, chair. to it say was, the least. It's oh, a, a birthing oh. stool, yeah. and yes. it's metal. and, and it's it's so bad. Did, It did not look fun. I, I was just watching never that. Use that. that. Yeah. <laughs> never again. No. So yeah, and with the second and third, we, we did have the tub, and it made a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. I completely recommend a birthing <laughs> stool. So take a practice run, guys. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, yes. <laughs> and I actually did. I just... 
when it started happening again, it was middle of the night. We were tired, and I just was like, "What's happening?" Yeah, first baby, first this. experience. Yeah. We were learning. Yeah, and so do you? Did you read as well? Did you like read books together about birth and? I probably didn't do as much reading as Heather did. I got a lot of information. She would definitely share with me. I got those <laughs> weekly updates. I got a little bit too much information. The blueberry so I, to she, the squash. Yes, I got that weekly, and I was double-checked if I read what happened, you know, what was going on. So I was up to date. Um, but, yeah, when you get in the moment of something new, you don't know how you'll react. And, and I think I could have gotten it going, but it might not have been in time um, or who knows. She yeah, just, with how fast I went, I, yeah. I don't think anyone expected that. So with mm -hmm. the second and right. third, we prepared the tub ahead of time, or like yes. right when I had a and sign. Just kind of kept the water. It, that was always yeah. yeah, that worked out well for us. Because mm -hmm. yeah, that did not look fun on the first one. I was like, I imagined it would be much easier with that kind of warm water mm -hmm. being oh, yeah. more comfortable. So. Mm -hmm. yes. so, sorry difference. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. You, 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 your heart was in the right place. And you tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> so then, now pushing the baby on the stool, you said it was not fun. That was painful for sure. Mm -hmm. Was it just because of the position or it, the stool is uncomfortable for sure? Yeah. Mm -hmm. First one. Too. And it was your first one. Yeah. yeah it usually takes I, longer. I think the biggest part was that it was my first one. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know how to push, really. Mm -hmm. I was completely learning. It was like learning a new workout. Um, That's a two good and a half hours pushing with the first one to my second baby, I pushed him out in I think 20 minutes. So I was just like, oh, I know what this is supposed to feel like. When mm -hmm. I feel like I can't go on anymore, nope, mm -hmm. I can. That's and right. That's right. that's what made it so fast. That's Instead awesome. of hitting that like bump. It was like, oh, I can get over this bump. That's yeah. awesome. So did you tear at all with I your did person? not. And I think not having an epidural played into that because okay. I was able to feel everything. Mm -hmm. So like when you feel that intensity mm -hmm. of that push or you're stretching kind of go up and mm -hmm. you kind of relax for a minute, you know, baby comes in a little bit mm -hmm. and then you're able to push again. And I mm -hmm. think that helps just kind of like that rubber band slowly stretch yeah. out instead of bam, the baby's here and you didn't feel anything. Yes. Didn't you use a product too? I forget an oil or something. Um, they did on my first one use some frankincense. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think something it was just frankincense, which is supposed to help, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then you, know, you can't do that in the tub. So yeah. Yeah, but, but you do have that warm water. Yes. So that's, that's wonderful. Okay, so one of the things that I did, you had mentioned the epidural, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know that your chances of tearing are higher with an epidural? I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Do you know that your chances of postpartum hemorrhage are higher with an epidural as well? Okay, I'm not sure I need that one. I'm not crazy. What's, what's the reason for that? Hemorrhage. Well, you're pushing. You're not feeling how you're pushing. You're not. Your body's not leaving you how to push. People are telling you when to push. Mm -hmm. So we tend to push a lot stronger and harder than we really need to, even though it is an intense push, right? Mm -hmm. So... If, I'm sure you can remember a little bit what, how did your body let you know it was time to push? Like, it, did they say, okay, push? Or no, did your body, I knew. Okay. Yeah. Well, so your body just started to bear down, yes. right? And so when we work with our body, we have a lot more control as opposed to literally, it's like you guys sitting here, right? You're not in pain. And then we ask you bear down like you're having a bowel movement. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Lay back, put your feet up. And let everybody watch you, right? Yeah. How intimidating is that? Yeah. And then after a while, you get exhausted and you start to push even more. Mm -hmm. And so you're more likely to tear that tissue as opposed to gently, just like you said, it's perfect. The baby comes down a little bit with each push and then back up a little bit further and then back up, down two and up one, down two. And, and so it stretches everything, mm -hmm. allowing it to stretch the way it's supposed to, kind of like right. a rubber band, exactly yeah. like Your body you said. tells you what to do. Your body tells you, it yeah. leads you. And you're in an upright position. So all the things that an epidural does, although it's grateful when you need it, <clears throat> if you can avoid it, that's really good. Because mm -hmm. everything else is working against you when you have that as far as tearing. That makes, sense. that makes sense. And on the hemorrhaging, what, what mm -hmm. would the... Just because the, the this, well, pushing up against, well, the cervix is out of the way. But there's so many other things that we are not told mm -hmm. that are at risk for hemorrhaging. So... 
a C-section, you're at higher risk for hemorrhaging. Having Pitocin, you're at a higher risk. Um, having an episiotomy, you're at higher risk of postpartum hemorrhage. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting? Maybe something about like the body is just not prepared in that moment, so mm -hmm. it kind of overreacts. Yes. Well, the uterine muscle is what's tightening and expanding, right? Mm -hmm. So it tightens, and then when it's overstimulated, right, it can then so it much. can't. It can only do so much. So yeah. just like any other muscle in your body, can get tired. Right. Right. And so it's not going to contract the way it needs to contract. It's just going to be more of a lighter one. So it doesn't. After the placenta leaves. It, it can't get tighter again. So it's, it's supposed to be soft and boggy after it leaves, right? Mm -hmm. And then we want it to kind of clamp up to control the amount of blood that's coming out. Mm -hmm. And so if it's too tired, then it can't really do this whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's just doing like this. My mother, on our, on my oldest brother, Dustin, first child, she lost, I want to say, like four pints of blood. Some, she lost a ton. And it was, dead. There was, it was getting kind of hairy for a bit. Wow. But, um, that was the only one like that, but that would, I never really understood why. Yeah. I think it's super interesting because, um, we have the highest C-section rate in America mm -hmm. and the highest induction rate. Mm -hmm. So in turn, we have the highest postpartum hemorrhage rate. And instead of looking at the factors of why, mm -hmm. they just look at the numbers and they're like, mm -hmm. okay, so now let's just give everybody some postpartum, right. um, pitocin to help that uterus clamp down. Interesting. Just pretty backwards if you ask Right, me. right. Yeah, like what led to that? Right. And that's why I was saying like I think less is more. Yes, and I agree. I agree because it's a natural body function. Right, right. Right? It's not, it's not a medical uh, condition. No. Unless it is, right? So right. unless <clears throat> there's an issue, um, maternal, um, you know, sub, you know, disease or, or something's going on right. or the baby, then mm -hmm. yes. Yes. But otherwise, pretty much, you're right. Less is more. Mm -hmm. The less we intervene, right. the better it is for your body just to allow it to do what it needs to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how was postpartum, because you had mentioned postpartum, mm -hmm. um, how was postpartum with your first one? Now, I know you had plenty more time, but mm -hmm. here's what I've noticed, and I try to share this with first-time moms, but you have to pretty much experience it yourself anyway. Yeah. You have more time. You're not... You know concerned about a toddler mm -hmm. you can sleep when the baby sleeps like mm -hmm. you have the opportunity not that your body might not let you do it um because of whatever you know anxiety or or what but what would you say to first-time moms having three babies right your recovery with the first one what would you what would you encourage moms to do and and you too dads like what was your experience with the first baby that you noticed, oh, I can't do that now, but I could have done it before. Hmm. Well, maybe if the mom has a similar personality to me, because I think a lot of moms are better at this than I am, but I just have a type A personality, go, go, go. Mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to really relax and rest, and so I wish that I gave myself more time to do that with every baby, actually. Like, that's really a struggle of mine. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have a much better outcome if I could listen to my body more in those moments because I tend to get really depleted. I feel that hormonal loss. I start to get anxious because I'm so depleted. Rest, nutrients, all of it. And so, yeah, for the other, like, top type A moms like me who like to go, 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 just really, like, this time is short, even though it feels forever. Mm -hmm. In that moment, it's really short. And just enjoy resting and being with your baby and yeah, as much as you can. That's so good. Yeah, I recall Jennifer, the midwife for our last two. So after Poppy, she gave the instructions and don't get out of bed 48 hours. And, I, and don't barely get out. In the next two days, get out maybe once or twice. And I'm just kind of smirking. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> she just gets up. And that's, that's probably what would have the rest. She... She got to do it more with Asher because there was no other children. Yeah. yeah. But um, the mother and her didn't allow her to do it as much, especially with the second two having children to take care of. Like these kids need to be fed. Yeah. I like to cook for them. They need my breakfast. They need this. They need that. They're really needy. I got to do all yeah, the things. Dad, dad making cereal wasn't cutting it. They needed their eggs and their muffins, and I'm like, well, I don't. Know. <laughs> and then they asked me for homemade pancakes. I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 
actually did not follow those instructions. It's so I would really recommend to follow those instructions. Follow those instructions. Yeah, I think it's definitely better on your body. <laughs> I need to follow. You my slow down the recovery process. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think one of the things that I'm starting to share with more moms now is that whole there's a whole five 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 concept that I'm sure Jennifer recommended as well. A lot of midwives do five days in the bed, five days around the bed, and five days outside of the bedroom kind mm-hmm. of things. And one of my daughters did that. She was the first one to have a home birth, actually the only one so far. And that was what was recommended um, by her midwife. And she recovered so much quicker because what was told to her was she needs to rest, recover, and bond. That's it. Three things. Your job is to rest, recover, and bond. I don't think our society really encourages that. They encourage us. We're looked upon more highly when we can jump back into everything. And yes, I'm cooking and I'm doing and. Sometimes that's internal, but sometimes that's external too. Not not saying by you, Jordan, or your family, but I think society as a whole, we don't really nurture our moms after the baby's born. So no matter what type of birth you're having, whether it's a beautiful home birth with no tearing and just smooth, pretty smooth, right? Or a C-section after a long traumatic birth. Our body is recovering, and I don't think we are viewed that way. Mm-hmm. Only yeah. when there's major surgery do we really kind of like stop and think, okay, wow, we need to take it easy. No, no, you can't get up. You know, you, you have this scar, right? Mm-hmm. You have an internal scar, right, right? with, a, with a, a natural birth. And I feel like if we could get back to that nurturing the mother after honestly throughout pregnancy uh labor birth and postpartum if we could nurture you guys a lot better a lot more um in tune with what your needs are it's uh, being a doula is literally (coughs) mothering the mother right Mm -hmm. and so when when we do that you have the opportunity to kind of let go Mm -hmm. relax recover and bond with your baby if your job is just to bond and the baby and your family's bringing the baby back to you right they change the diaper they birth nurse just you know, skin to skin how much quicker can your body bounce back right, right. isn't that cool yeah and i've heard there's more care for that in other countries i think maybe yes. germany is one i don't have a ton of knowledge on the subject but mm-hmm. i I felt like I had a lot of care I think, oh, yeah. with my midwife, like through my pregnancies, and I think that was huge for me. And I don't feel like I've had a ton of care postpartum. Yes. I do feel like a short amount of time, like, you know, a few weeks after, but I I would have benefited from like six months of care postpartum. Yes. Just someone um, to like talk to, my concerns, yes. like, is this normal? And I think that would have helped my mindset so much. Mm-hmm. Just the reminder, yeah, from other women who have gone through it of like, yeah, you need to rest more. Mm-hmm. This is this is good. Actually, all the other countries uh, do that a lot better than we do. Yeah. And I'm reading this one book on Malaysia. Do you know they have a three percent, three percent postpartum uh, depression rate? Three mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. So they have a system, and other cultures do too. I I've, mm-hmm. I've worked with a ton of different moms from different countries and um, they have pretty much a standard 40-day care plan. Yeah. That's awesome. What's the, what's the depression rate here? That is so high. I think it's pretty high. It's, it's, I got to look up that number. I don't want to yeah. give you, I'm going to look that number up. But it is super, super high. And I feel like most of my mom friends I've talked to have experienced it in one form or another. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised. Right. Right. The culture, go, go, go. Yes. Yeah. Activity, right? It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. It is. When can you be a, uh, more, uh, can, uh, how can you contribute to society again right away? Like, mm-hmm. what? I am. This, yeah, is, this is the most important <laughs> thing. This is society. This yes. is society. Yes. This is the next generation. Yeah. This yeah. is what we're supposed to be investing in. Right. And we don't look upon it like that anymore. Yeah. As something, you know, super special. A gift to be able to be a mom and to grow a family. Yeah. So I'm all about bringing all that back and trying to figure this whole thing out. 
um, how do we support families that are hormones after birth? Like, so it's not just letting them get sleep, which is huge, but it's that ear, just like you said. Yeah. Somebody to talk to, somebody to say, this is good, you're, yes, re relax. And there's this whole other system where they do belly binding. Are you familiar with that? I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar. Well, it makes sense to me. At first, I was like, oh, that looks kind of vain, right? Because you're trying to look like what we did before. Mm -hmm. It's actually super beneficial to help bring your organs back, right? Because the baby pushes everything out of the way, right? And so I feel like I have definitely struggled with that. Yes. Interesting. Yes. And so when you can bind the belly, right? And we're literally pushing, we're supporting your core. <laughs> you know, that. core work here. Yeah. Um, but we're we're moving those organs back to where they belong as, as opposed to loose skin, right? The muscle tone is, is loose. Yes. And then your organs are kind of like here. And yes. we have to try to bring them back. Mm -hmm. So that's super helpful. And then they do other things like like abdominal massages, which we really don't do here. Most massage therapists would never touch your belly after yeah. having birth. But one of the benefits is to help loosen up some of those blood clots and help tone everything that you Stones, all these I was going to say, I've been doing at-home cupping more on my yes. stomach, and I have found yeah, positive results with yes. that. So we, we're, we're working on that. We're, oh. We ourselves are kind of trying to fill that gap. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, so your recovery, right? Mm -hmm. Now now you're pregnant again. What is it, almost two years later? Yeah. Uh, uh, two, so two was, years, seven months. Nine, nine months. But yeah, so I was pregnant two years after with all of them. Very cool. So what was your pregnancy like the second time? Much that, yeah, yeah, that one was a pretty smooth one, I'd say. It was very similar. I wanted different types of foods. So because I wanted different foods, I was like, oh, I'm totally having a girl. <laughs> because I wanted a girl. Okay, okay. And I wanted different foods. Mm -hmm. So that was it. <laughs> I know. I had a Down. boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you must have been shocked, huh? Yeah, I was a little, I was like disappointed for a second. But then I was like, oh, two boys. That's kind of cool. They'll, hopefully they'll play together. And they do. They, they, they have an amazing best relationship. Best. Yeah. And that one, we had just moved. We were in up in McKinney, and you know, we just moved to San Antonio and got pregnant right after we got back. And so that was, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a better pregnancy by far. Uh, we had more space too, I think. Yeah. yeah. We had done it before, so we kind of knew more. So the tub was ready. Respect. The tub was ready. Was ready. <laughs> yeah. So at what point did you put that together? Early, as soon as she started, because she did go quicker, like everything started to go real fast. Mm -hmm. You know, you. Everything's real slow and long and build up, and then when it starts, it, everything gets crazy and it gets fast, even faster than it probably is. You know, it just feels that way. Mm -hmm. So the second time, as soon as she even made any comments, I was like, well, "I'm gonna fill this up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can, I can siphon water out and put in more warm water to keep it warm." So we just kind of checked the temperature at that point. And she got in pretty early, I think. I mean, I say early, but you spent some time in there just to be relaxed, I think. Yeah, I mean, I can't say exactly when, but I think I got in when I was dilated around like seven or eight. Probably mm -hmm. not as early, but yeah, she it was used and it seemed to be very helpful yeah. this time. Mm -hmm. Yes. How did it help? What do you think was the difference? It between? relaxed me completely. Like if you're having period pain and then you go get in a warm tub, same feeling like, oh, this is so nice. It just takes the edge off of that cramping mm -hmm. or those contractions. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it completely relaxed me, which I think helped, you know, the baby come and my body open and everything versus mm -hmm. me clenching as much Absolutely. and fighting that feeling. That's good. Fighting yes. the feeling and just letting it happen. Mm -hmm. right? We talk about surrender a lot. Like yes. Just surrendering to the process. And so the water is super, super helpful. 100%. Anytime um, other like young moms ask me, how did you have a natural birth? Like I'm interested, but I don't even know where to start. And I'm like, you have to just surrender to it. Like, it's like you jump in the ocean and you have this wave coming. You can fight the wave and you'll end up like water up your nose, sand all over you being tossed and turned to the shore. Or you can just let the power of the wave like take you and just surrender to it and you'll be tossed and turned. And you probably won't get water up your nose or sand all over you. 
and you'll just have a much better experience because the wave is so much more powerful than you. So do not fight it. Mm -hmm. And same thing with birth and contractions. That's exactly what it feels like to me, at least. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Yeah, fighting the wave because we could fight it and sink mm -hmm. or we could ride it and it kind of brings us to shore a little bit. Yeah. More, right? Yeah. I like that. That's really good. Mm -hmm. So did you tear with the second one? I did not. Awesome. Now, how big was uh, your first one? First one was like two ounces under eight pounds. Okay. And then my second one was eight and a half. Okay. All right. Now you're pregnant again. With my third. With your third. <laughs> so tell me what was different with this one. Hmm. Well, she really wanted a girl. She was <laughs> charting. Oh, yeah. We were yeah. doing all oh, kinds of like taking temperatures daily. It I was, was a determined to have a girl. My midwife recommended a book. How to Choose the Sex of Your Baby, I think it's called. I read it. Mm -hmm. I also read another book. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do all the things. Like, if someone tells me to stand on my head and have a girl, I am going to try it. Um, you never know. It might work. So I did everything. Like, for over a year, I charted. I took my temperature every morning. I knew exactly when I was ovulating. I did um, paper and pen manual charting. And so I was like, okay, this is, like, the strategy for having a girl. Well, we went through like a really um, challenging time in our life where like a family member was dying. My and father got cancer. Yes. Uh, kind yes. of unexpectedly. Whoa. Yeah. And we were traveling a lot because of that with two little kids. And we were just really stressed. And I was still charting, but was not totally on top of it. We had just gotten over being really sick. And so my temperature was just not super, it was just different. It was like all over the place. And... Um, my mind just wasn't totally there. And so I ended up, we got pregnant and I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I couldn't get pregnant during this time. And it was really just use your error. Like, you know, with everything going on, yeah, I was like, I'm just going to have a boy. Like, she was pretty sure we were having a boy. Like, I had worked chart. for over a year <laughs> to work so hard to get a girl and I just screwed it all up. And it was Aww. so sad. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it was, like, really a God thing. I felt like he kept speaking to me, like, this baby is chosen. It wasn't, like, everything you did. It was, mm -hmm. like, what I chose and planned for you. That's awesome. And I ended up having a girl. And so I just felt like God was laughing, like, you can try as hard as you want, but my yeah. plan is bigger than yours. That's true. And better. Yeah. Bigger and yes. better. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm really thankful I got my girl. But, yeah, the pregnancy. I mean, my pregnancies have been kind of similar. They haven't been too different, so... And the same thing. And once I found out I was having a girl, I was just like super excited, which made the pregnancy even better. Mm -hmm, you know, like mm -hmm. you get to choose a name and go through all those fun things. So yeah. Oh, so tell me a little bit about how you chose Poppy because I love mm -hmm. I love the story. Well, I think with my name being Heather, I'm kind of attracted to those floral names. I've always been into flowers, sort of like you're wearing flowers again today. <laughs> I'm just kind of a floral person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was attracted to a lot of different floral names. I was looking through them. And mm -hmm. with each of the kids, I kind of come up with names, a list of them. And I'm Jordan, do you like this? Do you like that? And he's like, yes, no, yes, no. Mm -hmm. And so we narrow it down to what we both like. And I was really surprised he liked Poppy. Like I just wasn't expecting that. And so that made me excited. Well, I grew up in, I grew up in California. And so the state flower was the California poppy, the golden poppy. And so we had in our yard tons of poppies every year. Oh, wow. So they grew there. So it kind of reminded me of my childhood. And then it also played into the name kind of theme we had going as well. Yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. So obviously his name is Jordan. And we found out a little later that poppies grow along the Jordan River. And I was named slightly after my parents had heard a sermon about the Jordan River, and that inspired kind of my name. Oh, wow. So, and then our first two boys are Asher and Judah, and so we just thought it was so funny. Like the, the, the tribe of around the Jordan River, <laughs> yeah, and then the flowers flower around from. on the banks of the Jordan. So. And I love that story. Yeah. I think that's so so beautiful, so appropriate, right? Mm -hmm. It fits. God's mm -hmm. plan is bigger, and He can right. see all the little parts, and yeah. we're just like. Yeah, and it, it wasn't all planned like that either, but when you, it all starts to come together, you're like, ooh, that's really cool. Just all those little beautiful details. Yeah, absolutely. So you did something a little bit different with the third one, right? You hired a doula, right? So share with me what, what, how that helped her or what was that like experience for both of you? Like, because 
before it was just your midwives and you guys. Mm -hmm. So now what was different and how did that help? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I felt like because we had done it twice before, we could do it again without a doula. Right, right. But I had always heard and read there were so many benefits to it. And I was like, man, I really want to try this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely a person who loves to try new things mm -hmm. and see how it can, like the benefits in them. So I decided to give it a try. And wow, what a difference. I'm like, oh, if I had a, had a doula with my first, that would have been huge. But just, I mean, I somewhat knew how to breathe through it kind of like barely I guess but yeah Courtney you know helped me and it almost felt like there was no pain I can't say there was no pain obviously but just the difference in comparison was huge I mean I look back at my third birth like that was definitely the easiest and it just it's kind of hard to put it to words mm -hmm. I guess until you're in it but there was definitely no fighting that wave. Like there was more fighting of the wave before, but she mm -hmm. was just so encouraging, told me the right times to breathe and how to work with my body. And yeah, it made a huge difference. That's awesome. So Jordan, for you, did you, a lot of people, when considering having a, a doula feel like it will displace the dad somehow? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, and I think initially I did feel that way because a lot of the things I did on the first two, all of a sudden Courtney was doing them, which was great. But mm -hmm. as it went along, it did open me up to be able to be there more for Heather and uh, to not have to, you know, the first two, it's like task, 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 do this, do that, do this, task, that. And so you're not in the moment nearly as much. Um, and I think after that initial, like, okay, what do I do? And I didn't have as much early on because Courtney was all over it. She was fantastic. And then, but as it got more in there, I got to hold hands with her and kind of talk to her and soothe her more in the tub near the end and just be able to pay attention more, I think. So it was great. Initially, I'm not going to lie. I was like, she's taking my spot. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was, it was helpful. I was like, okay, here, right now I can pay attention. I think he you was know? able to be more present, right. which is huge. And then <laughs> it's funny because... Jordan would always kind of massage my lower back through those contractions. She and was like, oh my gosh, I need that. But once I had Courtney, I was like, oh my gosh, Courtney is so much better at this. She the meds and I was just pushing hard. Jordan was a little too strong. <laughs> like my back was red at the end of it. Whereas Courtney, yeah. I, just, I don't know. She, she would moan and be like, I'm <laughs> Does that mean go harder? Like, I don't know if I want a deep tissue massage right now. Oh, that's mm -hmm. awesome. That's awesome. And that honestly is our goal too, because, because we know <clears throat> the benefit of your support. So if we can relieve the task of filling the tub or, or getting her a drink or all these little things, then you can really, and this is to me, this is what the word, it's minister to your wife, because what the word ministry means is meeting the need, right? And so she's got a physical and an emotional need <clears throat> as you're laboring and you're the perfect one to meet that not that Adula can't do that we can do that if we need to but there's such a huge bond that we can help facilitate in a different way when we can kind of take the tasks away and just allow you guys to focus in on bonding and getting this done together mm -hmm. does that make sense yes. So do you feel the same way? Do you feel like that's what was happening a little bit? Yeah, definitely as it went on, I felt mm -hmm. like it was, I really was grateful as, as the experience went on. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 early on, it was interesting because we had Lindsay, we had a, quite a few people there. My mom, my, my boys were trying to come in and out. So it, it was like, there's a lot compared to the first two. The first one, it was just me, you, and, and make, with, uh, our first midwife when she got there and then the second later, but so it felt very, you know, intimate, I guess, and then mm -hmm. second one, another, and then third one was like, man, there's a household. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, we had no kids, we need someone to watch the kids. I so, yeah, it's like, as you grow, things grow around you. And, um, but it, yeah, I, I think having the doula was extremely helpful and, and just our ability to be present, like she was saying, and kind of experience it. And then I was able to talk to the boys, too, during the process a little bit. 
not a ton, but they can. Mm. This is what's happening. Our one mm. son, Asher, at one point guarded the door. He was so cute. He, he was in there. He pulled up a chair and he was sitting there. He's like, I'm going to sit right here and make sure no one. He was so happy and excited. Yeah. And I loved that he was able to experience a lot of the birth. The only reason we took him out at the end, not me personally, but I think Jordan was because he was just so excited that he was all over the place running around. Yeah. It was, I think it was harder for me to focus because he was just he was so a, much energy. Becoming a bit of a distraction. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, but it was cute just seeing his excitement, and I'm glad that he was able to experience so much of it. That's awesome. Wow, what a gift to the boys at such a young age to see, you know, know that you're working hard, that this, it's not a medical condition, like you're doing right. it in your home, right. everything's safe, you've got your team. Yeah. Like, I, just because when you reflected on being five years old and seeing your mom mm -hmm. and what impact that kind of made into you look at how it reversed in your boys and how cool to have in sons to encourage their wives one day yep. yeah that's right? such a good point yeah i wanted them to have that experience for mm -hmm. sure i wanted, wanted them to see that this is natural and this is how a baby comes in the world and i prepped them beforehand like hey like mom will probably be in some pain and it can't really talk to you and this is what it looks like so we talked through that. So when it came, I was really thankful that they didn't show any fear at all. Mm -hmm. Not like I showed when I was four years old. Um, they were just excited and they were like, oh, this is what it's supposed to look like. That's what mom said it's supposed to look like. So it is. And, and they trust that you awesome. in that. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I did want to share, uh, I wanted you guys to share a little bit on um, you cooking. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> So I heard a little birdie told me that during labor, you made a meal. Tell me about that. <laughs> it's so funny. I yeah. love cooking. Mm -hmm. It just kind of brings me peace and joy. And um, so, yes, I was frustrated. This is very much my personality. That once my contractions came, they weren't coming fast enough. And I had a team there. Like, I had the doula and my girlfriend who was taking photos and my mother-in-law and everyone. And I was like, I don't want them to have to be here all day. You know, they could be home with their families and all. Like, they get the show on the road. So I started feeling pressure of speeding up these contractions. And I was like, why are they not coming? And I felt in my heart, like... It was because I was feeling pressure for them to come. Mm. They weren't coming yeah. as fast. And I was like, okay, well, how can I relax myself? And I was like, I love serving others with food. That relaxes me. So I was like, I'm just going to go cook. If I know that I'm feeding my crew dinner, then I feel good about that. And so, oh, wow. yeah, I started cooking. And they're just like, what the heck are you doing? And they're like, absolutely so not. I was like, I know this looks like opposite of what you should be doing, but this brings me peace and joy, so I'm going to do it. And then you guys can eat dinner, and oh I can too. Oh. And it totally worked. Like, I think the combination of the movement and doing something that I loved um, just helped bring on the contractions faster. So I was like chopping veggies and like leaning over the counter, and just like <laughs> laughing. And it was uh, really fun. Uh, and definitely like back to that moment. Um, but yeah, they started coming on really fast and I was able to finish dinner really quickly. Like I just put in the crock pot so it was an easy meal and then go to the bedroom and have my baby. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So do you know how far along you were when you started like that at that point? Like where you were? Were you in active labor? Or do you, were you checked at that point? Were the midwives there? I was never checked. Okay. Um, the whole time. Okay. So, but... From experience, I would say before I started cooking, I would guess that I was around, based off of how I was feeling, mm -hmm. maybe like a two-ish or so. And then during the cooking, so that's when the contraction started becoming five minutes apart. Um, so I feel like I was in that middle stage okay. when I was cooking. Okay. And then I think it gets more intense for me when I'm somewhere in like the later middle stage, I think, I mean, these are all my guesses, mm -hmm. but they started going from five minutes to like three-ish minutes. And I was at that point, I cannot be, uh, I need to be like on the floor on a ball, just like really focusing and breathing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just more focused. And so I think when I went to the bedroom, I was probably, you might be able to say, but my mm -hmm. contractions were two, 
like two or three minutes apart. Wow. At that point. Wow. So. And how long was that yeah. between? Because I know yours go fast anyway. Yeah. Oh. From the end of cooking? From starting or? cooking to the time you're like, okay, okay. Well, I'm going. I think I started stuff. cooking around. Early afternoon, it felt like. But again, I want to say around like maybe started cooking around like three. Okay. I think, and then I think I went to the bedroom around like four or something. Wow. Four thirty, somewhere in that range. Yeah. How cool to do that. They did a few things too. We did a walk before the cooking, and the walk didn't do it. That's why. Is there something? Oh, something else that did help me before I started cooking. I started doing lunches. Oh, okay. And that helped me as well. Okay, good. But yeah. I, I felt like I needed something more. Something to, like, mm-hmm. relax me. Yeah. That's Cooking nice. relaxes me. That is so funny. <laughs> and you have, you, have, you have your own blog. I want you to talk about that because you share your story there. And you share mm-hmm. some really, really beautiful pictures. Yeah. Um, so we'll put the link so you guys can listen to her story and see the pictures. And put a face to why well, I'm going to take a picture of you guys anyway. But, um... I, I just, I love the way that we can, through your story and through other stories that are less traditional or less right, right. common, let's right. just say, we can put the normal back into the process of having babies mm-hmm. and doing it like cooking, of course, yeah. if that's mm-hmm. a passion, if that's something that relaxes you and distracts mm-hmm. you, why wouldn't you? Right. How could you do that in a hospital setting? Like, how could you... <clears throat> get to that point of just feeling okay you know you're not because people are touching you you're on a monitor blood pressure cuff temperature like all these things that are when you're healthy you don't necessarily need all those things at that point Mm -hmm. if there's something else going on then of course yes let's pay attention to that but otherwise right and I think that's part of the reason I go so fast and I know that's not the case for everyone and there are many home births and they don't go as fast but I think for myself, if I was in a hospital, I would not go as fast because I would not be relaxed at all. And it's all about the oxytocin. Mm-hmm. Well, and on this third one too, something I didn't feel to mention earlier. So having the doula, she comes early, yeah. whereas the midwives don't come necessarily right away. And I remember with Judah, I mean, she got there what, 15, 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, you need where this is happening. I'm not. I don't know what to do exactly. So. And that's partly because I go so fast. Because she does go fast. And Jennifer mm-hmm. obviously arrived in time. Everything was great. But it was. I mean, it was a little nerve wracking at points. And we're making calls. Where are you? Mm-hmm. Um, You're like, oh no, do I have to do like, this myself? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel prepared for that. And with Courtney, she was there early. Mm-hmm. Stayed longer. Stayed after. Where that's you know that's not the midwife's role necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so it was. That was that was also very. That was different. And I, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you go through it. So I didn't even really know. I was like, well, what did the doula do? I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I could do that. But it took a load off me. I could be with the boys. I could do other things after. And there was Courtney helping you through some of those I things. I wouldn't even understand as a guy, right? Yeah, so. it was just fun. Like, I felt like I had a girlfriend there. Just oh, hanging I out. I love that. Was, I love that. I had a really yeah. fun day. That's so, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> yes. like, I had a fun day too. <laughs> I arrived, I was and that's when the party really started. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you can share with your postpartum recovery, with you? You know, now a family of three and your wife's recovery. What are what are some things? This being Father's Day month. How can you support or what, how can you encourage other dads um, in the process of not just pregnancy, but labor, birth, and postpartum? Like, what are some words of wisdom that you can share that you can see a difference in your wife because you were able, maybe you learned it the first time and now you're implementing it the second and the third, or you missed it the first time and you're doing it the second and the third time. Like, what are some fatherly things that you feel would be Good helpful? question. Um... I think for me, it was just trusting her to know her body. So like even in the beginning, like to do even this route, it was like, well, like you said, I mean, the questions did arise, like, is this safe? Is this, but I'd always known Heather to be very body aware, I guess. She's always been in tune with what's healthy, what's the best way, what's the most natural way. And so when she brought this up, I mean, I wouldn't say I didn't have any hesitancy, I did, but 
just trusting that she knew what she needed and then kind of kind of falling in line with that as opposed to I'm the man, this is the way we're doing it. You know, I it's like I you don't I don't know what that feels like and I never will. Mm -hmm. And so just trying to pay attention to what she needed. And I didn't I, I think I got better with each one. Mm -hmm. I was young, you know, you're younger and <laughs> on the early ones, but each time as they went well and as she recovered, it was like, okay, I can trust her through this, that she knows what's going on. I don't Nothing I can really do anyways, right? Even mm -hmm. if I took her to a hospital, I'd probably be less involved. Right. So I actually got to be more involved in the process and have the memories. And and then we did document them, which I remember the first time I was hesitant to, but I'm glad we did now because I can go back and remember it because it becomes a blur. It Your does. history path becomes a blur yeah. and in those moments. And so now like I, where I kind of vaguely remember Asher's, I can go back and watch a video or mm -hmm. pictures of Judas or same with Poppy and, and it's very clear. Yeah. So I think just supporting them and knowing what they want. I'm glad I haven't always supported her in everything across the board. I wish I had, but this I felt like I never, I never gave you much kickback on, and I think it helped her have peace during the pregnancies. Yeah, and gave me more confidence. Yeah. Through them, so I'm grateful I did that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to make these things harder than they are. That's good. Yeah, That's something nice. else I wanted to say, which ties into what you asked, is just the fear that I think comes with a lot of women considering a natural birth or a home birth and just having that unknown, you know, all those fears and doubts that go in your mind. Because I definitely experienced that too. Mm -hmm. I felt it the most right after my water broke with my first, like, oh my gosh, this is happening. I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I've been told that this is the most pain in your entire life. And I chose to have my baby at home. <laughs> and I'm about to do this. Like, I can't do this. Like, I was on the verge. I remember, like, being in the bathroom, like, seeing all the water, like, on the verge of tears and fear. Mm -hmm. And then I just felt like, wait, let's go back to all the truth that I'd spoken to myself mm -hmm. before. I and like focus that. on that, like, I love the Bible verse, you know, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I focused on that. My body was made to do this. Women have been doing this for centuries. Like, focus on that. Um, and that started taking away all the fear. And then after you do it the first time, you're like, oh, wow, I did it. I can do this. And then you feel so much more confident in yourself. And you just feel this strength that you didn't know that you had. And so that's what I would say to Every new mom that. considering. I love that. It's true. We don't know until we're going through mm -hmm. the strength that we actually already have, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then that the positive talk, right? So labor is ninety percent mental. So if we if we are positive in in our mind, just like you said, you went from total fear, which what releases more of the unhelpful hormones, right? Cortisol, all the stress hormones mm -hmm. that can slow things down. And when you on purpose kind of flip the switch to, wait a second, no, my body's meant to do this. God's with me. I've got this, all the strength. I'm supported. I'm loved. I'm in a, you know, all the oxytocin releasing thoughts and you stay there your body responds to that mm -hmm. so our body will always respond to what our head is trying to say Completely. and so we have to literally pick and choose what's mm -hmm. going on it's a choice it is a choice mm -hmm. it is a choice we can't allow fear fear can be helpful right it can alert us of things that are you know dangerous whatever right. but in labor it's literally our enemy we need mm -hmm. to trust we're the i love to say this i believe it was <clears throat> ina may gaskin who said it mm -hmm. but we're the only mammals who doubt our ability to give birth we're mm -hmm. the only ones mm -hmm. our right, pets right. don't our dogs <laughs> don't walk around like oh my gosh is my pelvis big enough oh my gosh what is this shape am i gonna end up with a c-section can i do it do i need an epidural they don't do we're the only ones you know and i really doubt that we had that much doubt in our ability before Things switched up and right. we moved from home birth to a hospital setting. Yes. You know, we, we started to trust, you know, all these interventions mm -hmm. more than we trusted our bodies. Right. So kind of going back to, hey, wait a minute, what what, mm -hmm. what is truth here? Right. 
And I like that you said that. You're like, what is the truth here? No, wait a minute, I can do that. Well, I loved having you guys here and sharing your stories. And, and Jordan, you sharing your perspective is super, super helpful. I know there are plenty of dads who are listening and they're scared. They don't know what to expect and how am I supposed to do this? And, you know, even if they're reading, they will forget. In the moment, because oh, yeah, totally. like all you're spilling the house. Um, but you know, you stuck with it. I love that you trusted your wife and her instincts and um, what she knew to be real and um, what she needed, and that you supported that. You know, and pushing your little fears away, like they're they were valid, um, but you trusted in 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 what she was um, comfortable and confident in, and that I think is huge. So thank you so much for coming out and and sharing your story, guys. Thank you. How sweet are Heather and Jordan? This was such a great visit that we had. I love the way that Jordan supported Heather in her decision to have a home birth, even though he might have had some reservations. The confidence that she exuded really gave him the peace that he needed in order to support and just knowing that she knew she did her research and he was excited and happy to be able to do that together at home with their family as they grew. I invite you to follow uh, thesimplelove.com, which is Heather's blog. She's got, um, she simplifies health, living. She's got wonderful, delicious recipes on her blog. Um, talks about her motherhood journey and you can see the videos of her birth um, that she's posted as well. So give her a follow and thank you so much for listening. We love that we can bring out this information and share and normalize home births or unmedicated births, just any kind of birth that you need and want. We want you to feel supported. So thank you again for listening.